All right, guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. That's right, episode three of the podcast. First of all, man, thank each and every one of you that subscribe, that go listen on Spotify, that go listen on other platforms, man. I just want to say thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, growing, um, and I appreciate, man. That's all credit to you guys, man. That, that, that's you guys. So thank you guys for the support, man. It means so much to a young man that's just trying to live out his dreams, man. Um, I gotta, I gotta say thank you guys again. You guys are amazing. All right, man. So y'all know what time it is, man. This is the Sports Corner Podcast. You know we don't hold nothing back on the podcast. Um, first of all, before I get into the podcast, man, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you guys that watch um, <laughs> my take on the Dallas Cowboys San Francisco game. The that that video has has um, done way past anything else on my channel has done since i've started this channel so i just since i started that channel so i just want to say thank you guys for that man you guys have been amazing and i love to give you guys the credit because all i do is record man it's up to you guys to watch it um just tell other people they should watch it share it thank you guys thank you thank you thank you all right man so th- with that being said guys let's get into the show man is it's 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 there's a lot going on, guys. Uh, we know the NFL playoffs, and man, there's some great games this weekend, right? Like I, 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 I'm be tuned in, man. <laughs> I'll be tuned in, man. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great, man. All right, um, my Dallas Cowboys. Let's start there. Mm, 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 mm. Um, you know what the Dallas Cowboys has finally done, though, and 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 really, guys, I'm just being honest at this point. Um, I think the Cowboys have really finally finally wore their fan base out i'm just being honest i've never seen cowboys fans at a point where they're at the point where they're like all right damn that's enough now come on man like i've never seen this many cowboy fans as upset like they like normally cowboy fans and i'm a cowboy fan myself so normally we'll we'll be like you know man dang man that sucked man they robbed us, man, or this or that. And then two weeks later, we're like, oh, we back, we back. Nah, it ain't feeling that way this time. Like, you got people that are boycotting. You got people that are not buying jerseys no more. You got people that are saying, man, fuck this. Like, you know, we we go so hard. Cowboy fans, I feel you, man. We go so hard for this team, man. Like, it's, it's at a point now where you debate. When you're looking at um, jerseys and stuff, you're like, man, I'm going to get some gear. You know, especially me, you know, with the YouTube channel, check out the YouTube, uh, the main channel if you haven't already. I don't know why you haven't, but you should have. Go do that. It's good for you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as, as a guy that's, you know, on YouTube and, and building this platform, and I t- do, Cowboys are my team. I'm never going to change. I literally be, I had to go buy some gear yesterday. I got his, I, I'm trying to be better with that, man. My First of all, shout out to the missus, man. She keep me on point man like she'd be like you need to go do this right now and she like you need to do this you need to be more this and she and it's great coming from a perspective of someone that's like she's into sports now because you know obviously with you know being around me all the time you don't have a damn choice but she's someone who can give a clear view and she's like you need this you need this you need this and she'd be on my ass so shout out to her so we went to go get some gear and um i'm i'm in there and i'm buying some cowboy stuff and i'm like Man, why am I buying this shit, man? Like they ain't did nothing. <laughs> like they ain't did nothing for me, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still repping this sorry ass team, um, this overhyped, under, underachieving ass team, um, lining Jerry Jones' pocket because I love the team, um, but they ain't done shit. And and so I get, 
I, I was really having a dilemma, guys. That's the first time I've had this problem. That's the first time I had this dilemma where I'm like, do I really want to um, support this shit? Like, you know, but that's my team, guys. I mean, you know, and, and you know, I hear people say this shit, and it's the dumbest shit ever. Some people say, well, you could be a Detroit Lions fan. They ain't done nothing. You could be a Cleveland Brown fan. They ain't done nothing. You could be blah, blah. You could be blah, blah. You could be blah, blah. Well, see, the difference between those teams, them teams won shit when the season started. No one thought they was shit. See, the, the problem why it hurts so much for the Dallas Cowboys is that we always sold that this is a great team. This is the team right here that's going to take us to that next uh, that next level. This is the team right here that's going to show us, um, that's going to get us back to winning football. This is that going to get us to the NFC Championship. We're sold this bill of goods, and damn, they are great at convincing. Jerry Jones is the ultimate salesman. The ultimate salesman. And they pump this team up. They try to deliver it on a fucking platter. They try to make it sound like these. this team is fucked. This it. This the team right here. I'm telling you, if you don't know nothing, know this the team. Go get it. Go check, check them out. Come to the game. We about to win, baby. And nothing. A big old egg on your face. So, I, I mean, I'm just saying this shit, man, because as a Cowboy fan, bro, I'm, I'm tired. And I think the fan base is finally Finally waking up. The, the fan base, we have been heads down for so long. Just go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Well, how about these sorry motherfuckers? Like, how about them? I'm tired. Like, we're tired. The Cowboys had literally worn their fan base out. And now it's getting scary. Now you're seeing, I'm, I'm watching people on YouTube. Um, shout out to, to a lot of the YouTubers out there, man, uh, that's doing their thing, man. Um, whether that's big or small, man. Shout out to all of them. We, we, much love from from um, the Sports Corner podcast and Chris's Sports Corner because I know this grind, man. This grind is hard. So shout out to you, man, first of all. But a lot of them are tired. Like, they're aware. There's, no, there's not a lot of we going to be okay type shit now. It's like, all right, man, fuck. Like, this, this suck. This sucks over and over and over. Like people are tired, man. And um, you can see it. You can you can watch it. The fan base before, you know, you get a lot of uh, hating. A lot of fans that don't like the Cowboys or come in and be like, "Why y'all suck?" Now you're just seeing Cowboy fans saying, "Man, we fucking suck." Like there's it, no other way around it, man. Like so, I I, I just I, I I mean, it just it, it is what it is. They're worn war down their fan base by prioritizing everything except winning. Stop selling us this book. We don't want to see the stadium. Fuck the stadium. We don't want to see your billion-dollar helicopter. Your however long yacht, you know. But, you know, that's important to, I guess, Jerry Jones, them. That's important to them. Oh, let me look at what we done. Look at what we got. Look at, look at, look at, look at. How about you? Let's look at you win. Let's look at that. We don't want to see shit else. Like, Cowboy fans don't want nothing else no more. Like, we're tired. We tired of, we're the most valuable franchise, blah, blah, blah. We's America. We don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear that America team shit. I don't want to hear about the value of the franchise. I want some winning, some meaningful winning. I I, I broke down their, their their schedule last week. I'm sorry, yesterday, but the schedule came I don't know why I said last week. The schedule came out, and it showed, um, you know, their schedule, who they were going to play. And I predict they'll go 12 and 5. They'll beat up on bad teams, and they, they got five opportunities to beat good teams, and I'm quite sure they're going to lose to all, all five of those. That's the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, I think the Indianapolis Colts are in there. Um, Green Bay is in there. Tennessee is in there. Um, it, was, it was another team that was in there as well. That I'm like, I'm quite sure. Oh, the Bengals. They're going to lose to the Bengals because these are all good fucking teams. Now, that's based off of this year performing. Now, who don't who know what they look like next year? But 
Early, it just looked like that's another ass. They, they're going to take all them ass whoopings, show up, they'll get to the playoffs and do nothing. Same old, same old shit. So until we see different, nobody nobody cares. And you just keep prioritizing everything over winning. When you look at what they're saying about Mike McCarthy, about him being this great, uh, like trying to say, well, his job is say, I expect him to be back next year and he's going to be great. And what, where? So is Kellen Moore leaving? Like something got to change. If you the, the Cowboys don't change shit and keep doing the same thing over and over, and, and, and it's like, we're going to win next year. No, you're not. You're going to be average as fuck. Like you've always been. Like, this is the average team. I'm no longer looking at this. See, as a fan, I always say, because I know the talent is there. The, the coaching damn sure ain't up to par when it comes to Mike McCarthy. So the talent ain't up to par, but the organization itself ain't up to par. That's the real problem. That's the real problem. Every When, you, when everything is about the glitz and the glamour and the team and the helicopter and the stadium and the practice facility, all of that shit is what, what it's about. Where do winning come in at? What about that says winning? That says spoiled that that's the that's the perfect way to describe the Cowboys. Spoiled as hell. Never take responsibility for their own shit. Cause we seen that with the Cowboys after the game. The ref, the ref, shut up. So that's the thing. They're over, they're they're super spoiled. They're they're like little fucking kids. Like they're spoiled. There's there's no grit. There's no grind. You can't put somebody in a situation where everything is perfectly laid out. Everything I okay quick I I I'll give you a quick story. When I if many of you guys know I'm a military veteran, 14 years. Shout out to all my battle buddies out there, man. Um, I understand, love you guys. Um, um, made me the man I am today, right? But in order before you before you can go to a unit, right, where you know where you can do where you can actually get into the um, you know, go to different units and. And go deploy, go overseas, and all these things. You got to go through something with, like initiation called basic training. Basic now, basic training is rough. At least well, when I went through it, it was it's rough. You sleep outside for seven days, three days, two days. You got to climb. Um, you 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 do all this running up hills. You you do the training. You fall back um off this tower. Um, like 40 feet up. Not just fall back, but you got a rope. But you got to learn how to deal with that. You got to learn how to eat without um without um you know what i'm saying like eat an mre is you don't have no stove no nothing so you got this little meal in the back which is good sometimes when you're used to it um this little meal in a bag thing if you're not familiar with it um so you have to learn how to eat that you have to learn how to do all these things the terrain is rough you it don't matter if it's raining you still got this five mile rock march it don't matter what you um it don't matter the conditions that you got to survive in them it don't matter that it's raining while you're on the fire range you still got the fire why do they do all of that because when it comes time for you to take that step and you have to go over into battle, or you have to go into any situation, you need to be prepared. So you pre you train a certain way. So when you get to a situation, it's muscle memory. It's muscle fucking memory. When you can go into certain situations or you can, you can deal with certain things, it's muscle memory. Now, back to these Dallas Cowboys. If, if everything... If, if they're practicing in beautiful settings, the lights are low, massages are there, everything is beautiful, they have little nice little picnics, and then they get into a battle with a team like the San Francisco 49ers that just come in rough and rugged and looking to bust your ass. Now, then what? Now, how are they prepared? 
Tell me, how is that team prepared when everything around them has been cushioned and they're putting up? Like, like I don't know if CD Lamb is starting to feel like it's more about, it's like he preferred to be a model than a damn football player. You notice the start to see that trend? I felt the same way about Jalen Smith. Love him, but it just feel like their mindset is not rough. It's not tough. And that's why I say they prioritize everything and self winning. What are you going to do to have a winning situation? What are you going to do to be a fucking winner? Are you winning? Nobody wanted better than us. Then show us. I can want any damn thing I want. I want to do. But how? why is the practices so damn sweet? Why is players getting off days if they're not hurt? If you're not hurt, you don't deserve a fucking off day because you ain't done nothing to deserve it. You just show up. Like, anyway, man, I don't even want to get into that, man. But then the one other thing I want to speak out speak about when it comes to Dallas Cowboys is after that um game, you've seen the sort of like the tears in Jerry Eye. Those are crocodile tears, ladies and gentlemen. Those are fucking crocodile tears. They don't mean shit to me. Because I know that you're not gonna do anything. I'm a yeah, I put shit here and I'm that's the, the, the most disappointing loss I've ever had. And blah blah blah. And it hurts and blah blah blah. But what you gonna do about it? Either do something or shut the fuck up. It's like the people that complain about certain stuff. If you complain and ain't going to do nothing about it, you're the damn problem. Straight up. Let's be real here. Either do, either bust a grape, either shit or get off the pot. Like, it, it, it just don't make sense to me, man. It really don't make sense to me. The level that of, oh, I'm so hurt. I expected more. Then give more. Then do more. Stop trying to feel like, hey, man, I look, we don't, don't want to look like, you know, we made a bad decision here. So, uh, let, let, let's go ahead and. Let's just go ahead and um keep Mike McCarthy because one like we made a smart move. But you see the results ain't there. You see the results aren't there, and it ain't all Mike McCarthy. Please let me get that. Now he's horrible at game management, but I do think he got this fucking complex where he think he's smarter than everyone. Why he tried shit that no other team tried, but it don't fucking work. Like run your quarterback when you got fourteen seconds left. Now a lot of that was on Dak too, cause Dak uh, the, the way the play was designed, Dak was supposed to get down. Earlier than he actually slid. But that's but why even try it in a game? Why? Why? Because you think you're smarter than everyone else. Um, but I literally think the Cowboys have broken down their fucking fan base. Like their fan base is broken down. I thought Troy Aikman and um I thought Troy Aikman said something very smart. He said the Cowboys, and like a lot of coordinators, meaning Keller Moore, is trying to be too damn fancy. It's it's trying too much to do too much pretty shit. You like CD Lamb one on one. Run a simple route and eat that ass up. Mike uh, Troy Aitman said Michael Irvin would have had ten catches and a half if they if he was playing that game. They they were leaving a one on one, but instead of trying to just get the ball, see a man one on one, know your man is better than that man, and exploiting the shit out of that is no. Let's do all this fancy. Let's try all this fancy shit. Stop being fancy, and how about get a win? All right, cut out the you see. That's the thing. You're trying to put lipstick on a fucking pig. Like, this team ain't done shit, and you try, out here trying to be pretty and fancy. See, everybody think they Sherman Vey, and they not. All right? Cut that shit out. Everybody, Sherman Vey know what he's good at and what he's not good at. And that's what makes him great. Not that he tries so many things. He he know how to elevate his players. He know how to put them in the right positions up to them to execute, but he know how to do that. So, I, I a thousand, thousand, thousand percent agree with um Troy Aikman on that, man. But anyway, man, I, I you know we got to move on. But I just I just wanted to get that shit off my chest, man. All right, the Los Angeles Lakers. Damn, we can go from one losing ass team to another one. Boy, listen, I, I just I just got a question. I just got a question, man. Uh, to the football gods and the basketball gods and the sports gods and all the other gods, 
what did I do to deserve this? I'm, I'm just wondering, <laughs> what did I do as a fan to, to, to deserve this level of BS, right? Like, like what did I do? Like, I, I, I really don't understand, man. Um, it just, it, it feel like I'm being punished for something. Um, I, 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 I really don't get it, but, um, let's keep it moving, man. The Los Angeles Lakers, the Lakers front office. So, um, I did a video and I talked about, uh, you know, Charles Barkley coming out doing Charles, Charles Barkley type shit saying that the, the Russ and Frank Vogel are being, you know, like scapegoated, pretty much saying that everyone want to blame them, but it's not their fault. The Lakers front office is to blame for putting this trash roster together. Yes and no. Yes and no. And I'm going to tell you why I say yes and no. Uh, yes, because they gave in, right? They submitted. They gave, uh, what's your boy name? Um, LeBron, um, everything he wanted. He wanted Russ. So at that to that level, yes, they deserve a lot of blame for that. Because you're supposed to be the GM, the president of basketball operation, whatever fucking title that they're throwing out to motherfuckers now. You're supposed to be that guy. But choosing to be like, you know what, LeBron, what you want? Because it was, as, as I said before, it was the, the organization was torn. Many in that organization wanted Buddy Hill, not Russell Westbrook. LeBron, and I think AD, who was just going to co-sign whatever the hell LeBron says, was like, nah, we could do it with Russ. We could do it with Russ. Come on, come on. We're going to get Russ in here, man. Russ, get Russ, 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 Russ. And the, and the organization looking at it like, hey, this shit don't work. It's on y'all. It's on y'all because this is what y'all want. Y'all sure, man? Because this Buddy Hill deal, and we can still keep, um, and we can still keep, uh, what's the boy KCP and still and get Buddy Hill. This deal is in the bag, but y'all really want Russ and his contract. Mmm, mmm. And they went for it. They they went for it. Um, and they they so to me, yeah. The, from, so that's where the blame stopped right there. For me, the rest of it fall on King James, Mr. LeBron James himself, for knowing, because we often say LeBron James is this basketball savant. He's just so smart. He's all of that. Well, uh, was that smart to bring in Russell Westbrook? Because you know that shit wasn't going to work. Like, even in, even, even at, at any, any level, because I, I, I laid out a scenario where I thought, well, you know, I thought that it could work if they was going to kind of let Russ kind of do his thing through regular season, then, you know, buy AD and LeBron some rest, blah, 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 um, and then, you know, kind of take the reins back, whatever, but that's a long shot. Like, I didn't see no way that this was working, but as a Laker fan or someone that I, you know, I, I was like, all right, man, you know, maybe they know something I don't know. Obviously, they do not know nothing. I do not do not know because now we're here. Now we're here. And the fact of the matter is you got to get rid of, like, Russ, but who's going to take that? Nobody's taking that contract because he ain't done enough this year. Um, he did speak on being frustrated about being benched. Then do something about it. Show the fuck up. Do something. If you're, if you're going to be, if you're mad for being benched, then show up. Show up. Do something. Other than that, you just you you just talking, you know. Like he should get pissed off. They bench you, bro. Get pissed off and do something about it. Do something about it. You know what I'm saying? So the Lakers, yo, LeBron, this fall, this fall on LeBron's shoulders. He wanted this, and they gave in to what LeBron wanted. Like most, like any organization would do when they superstar players start pounding the desk. 
I want this. I want this. It's very rare that I, that, that um, superstar don't get what he want. Now, back in Michael Jordan days, he wanted a couple guys, and and and, they, and the GM was just like, hell no. Nah. Cross, I think his name was. I was like, hell no. Nah, we ain't doing that. Um, And they didn't. So it worked out well, right? So sometimes, I understand you got a superstar player, but sometimes you got to do what's best for the organization and not just listen to the superstar. Um, not just, I understand the times that the NBA is in and and all of that, but I don't. I, nah, man, LeBron is not a GM. That's not his damn job. If if he got if he got to if he gonna pick the players or hell, pay him, give him the GM salary too, like and 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 watch this shit go down the drain because it's not his lane. And he's not good at it, man. Honestly, I think LeBron. I think the Lakers should now start sitting LeBron and Anthony Davis down to talk about the future. This ain't working. Now you now you got that Russ contract. Do you buy him out of his deal? Like I don't know no way to get this shit over with. To let him go. Um to shut him down. Um and I'm not just saying this is Russ's fault, but the shit ain't working. How do you start reconstructing? Get rid of these old ass guys. Like Avery Bradley, I like him, man. Um you know, he put some work in on the defense. He he, gonna, he can give you a good 15 20 minutes. Um Melo, he can get hot a game or two and he can look like Super high at one point and then super low at the next point. And the thing that I, that frustrated me with Melo is stop acting like you always been Steph Curry, bro. That is not your game. Where's your mid range game? You can still use that. Nobody said you can't. All right, go in there and make something happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't just try to become a three point shooter now because I don't think that's his lane. I understand he's gotten a lot better at it. I think that's fine. But still, use other things in your arsenal. He's a he's a 15 20 minute guy. Um, in my opinion, and that's the role he should play. And I feel like the Lakers are trying to take all these players that should be backups and trying to make them solidify starters. That shit don't work because their body can't handle. That's why they give up leads so much because they can't handle a 20, uh, a 30, 35 minute game. It, their legs are done. They're, they're fucking, um, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years in the league. They just can't, man. They just can't. So stop trying to make it out to be like. Stop trying to do that, man. Like it's 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 frustrating, man. Um, like I said, man, they got to sit down with LeBron, AD, and be like, listen, man, we got to start getting some young guys in here, and start playing for the future. All right, no more of this. Um, go visiting the old home, old folks' home, trying to figure out what's in there. Let's bring in some young guys. Let's build some. See if we can get some contracts done. See if we can get somebody in here. Um, because this this ain't working, all right? It's time to have that conversation. But you got to say it to LeBron, and you got to sit LeBron down and be like, hey, this is what we're doing. I I mean, if LeBron say, I'm not with that, I think we can win with this squad, then, hey, LeBron, much love, bro, but this the this this direction we're going to go. Um, You know, like, it's just what it is at this point. Like, this is the direction we're going to go. We're going to find a way to um get this team ready for the future. And if we can find some people that compliment you and AD, because why is him and AD not enough? That that's the real question. Why is him and AD not enough? Because AD is so damn injury prone, and then he plays when he feel like it. And if that's the case, then maybe AD could be a hell of a trade asset. I don't know, but we got to figure something out, man. Because the best ability is availability. I don't care what nobody said. The best of a best ability is availability, and AD is just damn sure not available. Now he's supposed to be maybe coming back Sunday, maybe coming back um a couple games after that, whatever. We'll see what he look like. We'll see how it goes. Um, but is he going to be aggressive or is he going to be teetering around, um, not being dominant, trying to play around with – either he's going to be AD or he's going to get out of the way. That's how I would look at it. 
Um, and the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to these Los Angeles Lakers, man, this is the part that pissed me off um, on the video, is that they're trying to cater to Carmelo so much, so much, that they're they're looking at, um, they probably won't bring Stanley Johnson back. And Stanley Johnson has, has arguably been the second best player on this team. His energy is, is, a, is, a, is just fucking infectious. This guy... It just comes out and play with effort and energy and try so hard. And that's what you need. But if you're going to let him go because you decide, you know what, Carmelo's the fucking answer when he's not. He's never been a defensive guy. He And you need defense. You suck at defense. So you keep a guy like Stanley Johnson. Give him a contract. Give him, stop putting him on these damn three days. Give him a good contract and, and just let him finish out the season. Give him a minimum. Let him finish out the season because why not? Why not? He's earned that in my book. Just straight up, man. I feel like he's earned that. This guy, this young man be playing his hard out. He had one of the best games of his career. And then the next game, he can barely get in because we're trying to say, I'm trying to make some Carmelo get his minutes. Damn Carmelo minutes. I said it. I said it and I meant it. I don't give a damn about Carlo, Carmelo getting his minutes. I really don't. It's about winning, man. To me, the ultimate goal is winning. It's simple in life. You can keep giving out participation trophies if you want to, but it don't mean shit, and it just create a, create a bunch of motherfuckers like this. Either you win or you lose. That's life. I don't care how much you like a person. I don't care how much you favor a person. At the end of the day, you don't get a I like him trophy or they like me trophy. You don't get that. You It's simple. You win or you lose. That's life. That's life, not just basketball. Either you win or you fucking lose. There's no in-between. Everybody want to make an in-between. Well, you know, you did. No, you lost. You lost. All right? It's just that. It's just that. In life, either you win or you fucking lose. Lose. So it's time to step up. Uh, sign Stanley Johnson. Get that man a contract and keep him. Rather than let him go for what? Because we're trying to cater to Carmelo. He ain't helping us win. He may get hot from three, one or two games, and then he disappear. But he ain't on defense every goddamn game. So we already know, man. We already know. So that's my last thing when it comes to the Los Angeles Lakers, man. First of all, I want to say uh, thank you guys for rocking with me, man. So far, so far, so far, so far. Thank you guys. I really, I really appreciate you, man. All right. So the next topic I want to talk about, man. Um, it's the Toronto Raptors. Now, Chris, you, uh, why do it? Why uh, people feel like you know I have an infatuation with the Toronto Raptors? You know, being a Laker fan, and 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 first of all. This is a sports channel. This is a sports podcast. I'm going to talk about a lot of different things on here. So whatever I talk about is my damn decision and it's what I want to do. Oh, well. But I will break this down because the Toronto Raptors for me is a team that just do not get the proper pub. Like, I just feel like, you know, when – and I'm going to tell you something. I'm a, I'm, I'm a type of guy I root for the underdog, if you don't know that about me. I'm, I'm one of those people that root for the underdogs in the sense that Toronto – it's like I've watched them have some incredible games and they don't even cross ESPN. You know, like I I watched I watched people talk about the losing team when it comes to Toronto and not even mention how that the Raptors even fucking won the game. I love what Toronto Raptors are doing. I was on I was on the Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse bandwagon way before the coach of the year came when they when they play um Giannis and and came up with that the way to stop Giannis. He's like Giannis fucking kryptonite. And and I just watched the way he he handled that, and everyone wanted to get that to Kawhi. I was like, nah, Nick Nurse deserved that credit. Not taking none of from Kawhi. Kawhi is a monster. He's a beast. He's that guy. But Nick Nurse, the one who schemed that, like, and you still see it today without Kawhi. You know, so I I have to give them. Uh, I want Toronto to get that proper 
respect and love. And and to me, when you look at what they're building, you look at the Scotty Bond acquisition, you look at their player development, you look at OG, you look at Steady Freddie, you look at Pascal Siakam, you look at Boucher who's who's coming up on that squad and you go, damn, they doing some great things over there. They need to be highlighted. There just need to be a spotlight on that. And many people won't, but damn it, I will. So to, to Raptor Nation, you're going to always get love from Chris's Sports Corner. I will not stop regardless of who don't like it. So you might as well stop coming and saying it. But at the end of the day, because I root for the underdog. And when Stephen A. said that stupid shit about, I think he said something, and I, I don't have the, uh, the correct, the verbatim what he said, but it's not cool that the, the damn NBA championship is in Toronto in another country. What about that dumb shit he was saying? Um, my God, Stephen A, like, that's just stupid. That's stupid for you to say because this is a, so you might as well say they shouldn't be an NBA team. That's the most dumbest shit I've ever heard a, a, a fucking, um, announcer say. Like, I, I just really, I thought that was stupid, man. You know, like, it, it's so much I want to say here, bro, um, about this guy. Like, I'm not, listen, first of all, let me, let me, let me stop making it sound like I don't like Stephen A. I listen to his commentary. Shout out to what he's done. He worked his ass off to get to where he's at. I just, it's just that take that was stupid as hell. I just, it's, it's that take that's stupid as hell. And his always trolling the Cowboys about, um, always trolling the Cowboys about them losing when his team lose all the, when the Pittsburgh still is his team, you barely even know that shit. So it just, it, it, to me, you know, I, I don't have a problem with Steven. I think Steven A is a really, really good guy. Probably really, really cool guy. Um, but I just had an issue with that statement. I thought it was BS because that's shitting on a team that don't deserve to be shitted on for what reason? Like, like my God, like saying that is dumb to me. I have a real problem with that because now you underestimate, you undermining what those guys are doing, how hard they're, they're working and their NBA team too. So get them that damn respect. Like it's, it's stupid to me. Um, so yeah. And when I seen that, it kind of, um, like, like, like perked up my ears. Like, yo, what's wrong with this guy? Like, they, they deserve their respect, too. They out here beating, they out here beating these teams over, the, the teams that you may want to win. They'll beat their ass. They beat their ass to get a championship. You can say what you want to say about injuries and arrow, whatever. Don't matter. They got it done. You can only beat who's in front of you. Because if we're going to play that game, you can play that game with any team that have won a championship with somebody was hurt. So we're not even going to get into that. But, yeah, so that's where that come from, man. Now, when, now just going on about the Toronto Raptors, man, they have to stick to what they do. And they're in, a, like, a, I think a two-game losing streak right now. And they and, and my biggest thing is you got to stick to what you do best, all right? Um, they are a 48, and I say this all the time on my channel, man. They're a 48-minute team. They play great defense. They got hustle and energy. Sometimes it feels like they get caught up in what everybody else is doing. You know, I got to say, sometimes it feel like that. they get caught up a little bit in what everybody else is doing. Um, Just stick to what they do. I think they're going to be a scary team in the playoffs. I think Toronto Raptors is going to surprise some people in the playoffs. I'm saying it right now, and I'm standing on it. You know, I really believe that this team is going to be a problem for a lot of teams. You've seen what they did against the Bucks. Like, they're going to be a problem because they know what they do best. The problem sometimes, I think, with them is they do kind of play down to the competition. Like, you got to go ahead and take care of that. Like, go on and wipe them off the floor so you can get back, get ready for the next game. I think that's a problem with them sometimes. And then sometimes I feel like they get three happy. Like, sometimes they get to a point where it's just jack up three, jack up three, jack up three. Bro, just just go through and get your, get that easy too. And that's, that's NBA wide these days, though. Everybody want to be Steph Curry. Like, 
bro. Like sometimes go in the hole. That's what you. You know what took Giannis to that next level um, in the playoffs? He said, "Damn the three point line. You can't stop me from going inside. I'm going inside. Stop me." And no one could. And that's what prepared him to a championship. All right. And sometimes I feel like the Raptors do got guys. I feel like Steady Freddie can get to the hole. I know Boucher can get to the hole. I know Scotty Barnes can get to the hole. I think Scotty Barnes is, is like is bubbling on going is, is gonna be a great player in this league. He as he developed, he got developed a couple signature moves. Um, because, you know, some a lot of his 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 points just look like they just hard fault struggle points. So you gotta learn how to get easier shots. But I mean, that's a superstar right there. Um, Pascal Siakam, I think he's having his best season as a pro because he's learning other ways to affect the game. So shout out to Pascal because that shit duh, is just on another level. Like I think now he and his eight points ain't. I don't think his points just went through the roof or nothing like that. I think stated Freddie um, points that went through the roof, but Pascal Siakam points and not went through the roof. But he's also affecting the game with assists and rebounds, steals and blocks. Like that's how you become a great player. And I think Pascal has is getting that lane. Like he's getting that. And that's that's hard sometimes. I think when Kawhi Leonard left the Raptors, everybody took the crown and put it on Pascal here. And I don't think he was ready. I don't think he was ready to be, you know, you can't be Kawhi Leonard, you know. But he found, I think now he's found what he does best. Um, and then OG. OG, I think, has not quite came, is not all the way back from the injury he's coming from mentally, I think. Um, because when, before he went out, he was on a tear, man. He was aggressive. He, he was forcing the action, and I think he he gonna get back to that. And that's gonna take the Raptors to another um level. But they they, you know, they just can't keep falling behind and, and scrapping because they, and they gonna always get back in games. But at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta handle your business up front. It ain't no always coming from behind type thing. Um, and I feel like that's what they've been doing the last couple games. So yeah, I'm quite sure they'll get that straight. Um, um. I, I really just feel like this team need the pub, should get the pub. And I know they get it in in, in um in Toronto and Canada, but I think in America they are in, they're part of the National Basketball Association. So they should get the pub as a National Basketball Association team. And I don't, I can't say how big I ever get with my channel, with my podcast, but long as I got one, you got a voice on this side. So much love to Route to Nation. Um so yeah, man. Um, real quick at the end of this podcast, man, uh, we come to the end here. I just want to say thank you guys again, man. Um, I'm going to break something down here. Um, and, and, and I know my wife be like, man, don't even, don't even address that. Uh, but I, 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 I am one last time. My wife don't like when I address these type of things. She be like, man, don't even sweat that. But this is a new, this is a podcast and I can speak and I can get some shit off my mind here. Um, so, um, the bandwagon talk, right? People say, "Man, you a Lakers fan? You a Cowboys fan? Man, you bandwagon? You let me let me let me say this. <laughs> Do you know what a bandwagon fan is? I'm I'm just curious because a bandwagon fan is someone that like remember when the Warriors was hot and everybody hopped on the Warriors and everybody oh the Warriors da 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 and then you see those same group of guys go to let's say Phoenix or oh Phoenix or the Lakers and all oh, the Lakers and then they just that's a bandwagon fan just following success you don't bandwagon. Uh, for your whole damn life, right? That's not bandwagon. That's just what you is, all right? Um, and I just want to get this off my chest because people understand why you like the Dallas Cowboys. First of all, um, 
I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan because of one person. As a kid, I was six years old. I watched um, Michael Irvin catch a pass over San Francisco. Um, I think he was a safety, Morton Hanks. That you, if you remember the 49, I always do the little head thing. I hated that. that I, I actually like that celebration, but I hated it because he was with a 49. Michael Irvin caught a deep pass on him. Got up, got up on him. Remind you, I'm six years old. He got up, did his playmaker dance, spiked the ball, spiked the ball, and I was like, "Oh, that was so cool!" I was a kid. I immediately, two days later, when I went to the barber as a little kid, I said, "Can I get the two side, the two um cuts on the side, the two parts on the side of my head like Michael Irvin?" And that's what I got. That's how I became a Cowboy fan at the age of six years old. So if you call that bandwagon, then okay, cool. Then obviously you don't know what the hell you're talking about. All right, because I rode with this damn team for the, all these decades. You don't who bandwagon a losing ass team for real, man. Who bandwagon a losing ass team like the, like as much as the Dallas Cowboys been losing? You can't bandwagon that, all right? That that's that's winning, that's winning and losing, and they've been doing a whole lot of fucking losing. That's the worst bandwagon to be on if you're gonna be on a bandwagon, straight up. Like that's the worst bandwagon that you could possibly have. I'm a, I'm a bandwagon a losing ass team, huh? For real? That that's what you think? Um, that's what you. Th Think bandwagon is my guy. Who can bandwagon a team that sucks? Like that literally makes no damn sense to me. Like for someone to say, "Oh, you just bandwagon, you just bandwagon." What the hell? I was supposed to be a Miami Dolphins fan? And honestly, it didn't even register me. I'm a kid. I was a fucking kid, and I seen a team, and I thought it was cool. And that's back when they had the, the cool ass little. I think they call them colorless jerseys or whatever. Um, those throwback jerseys with the star. Oh, I thought that was cool. And they played on Thanksgiving. Oh, I love this fucking team. I was a kid. That's how I became a Cowboy fan. So for everybody that out there be like, man, you, you, you bandwagon, are you like to shut your ass up? Because you don't have no idea how this started. If you want to know, I had that conversation. But jumping in my comments, talking about, oh, you bandwagon, then, then you just sound like a damn idiot. So whatever. And anybody that got a problem with that, then you know there's other channels, right? Please. You know there's other fucking channels you can go to. You ain't got to be over here. All right, cool. Now let's talk about my love for the Los Angeles Lakers. Do you guys remember the Nick Van S, the Nick Van Exel era? That's when I became a fan. During that time when I was, I just rooted. Like I, I never forget the time. In my, I'm, I'm from a little country town called Havana, Florida. There was a, a little what we call um, juke joints. I don't know if you guys ever heard that term. There was a little juke joint that my dad used to go to, right? And he would go to on like a Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, you know. And I would, as a kid, because I couldn't go in. I'm young. I'm, I'm, what, six, seven, whatever, however old I was. I just go into my friend's house, sit down, and they always watching games. My friend, um, my friend's big cousin, um, shout out to Wayne, shout out to Ron, shout out to them. Um, my friend's big cousin was watching the games. And we were sitting in the trailer watching the game, and I just started rooting for the Lakers. I, I don't know why. Um, they was losing. I was like, come on, they could do it, they could do it, they could do it. And, and. I'm rooting for them, and I'm like, come on, like, like, and that's where that love became from the Lakers, because I always looked, um, looked at the, uh, I always looked at things as an underdog, you know what I'm saying? I always looked at it as, a, I looked at the team as an underdog, you know what I'm saying? They had, they had this young star that everybody thought was arrogant and Kobe Bryant, um, and then I was just like, yo, like that man, I looked at it like, why he can't be great, like why he can't believe in himself? Everybody thought he was arrogant and a ball hog, and I defended him. I defended it. I was just like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, I'm a kid. So I'm like, nah, nah, nah. He's just great. Y'all just hating. And I was just hating. He's just great. So, but now I've been a Laker fan my whole life. So again, tell me the bandwagon. Tell me what bandwagon. Oh, I get it. Because I'm from Florida, I'm supposed to just automatically like the Orlando Magic, the Miami Heat, 
the Miami Dolphins, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the, Jacks, Jacks, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. I can like who I want. And I have, I have not changed. I yell at my teams. I scream at my teams. But I support my damn teams to the end. So I just want to make sure I get that off my chest, man. Straight up. Don't, don't question my love for my team. Because I rode through all these losing-ass seasons when we didn't have nothing and we was garbage. I rode. When when the Lakers won championships, I rode. When they not winning championships, I rode. You not heard me one time say, the Cowboys sucking, I'm changing teams. The Lakers sucking, I'm changing teams. They're my teams. I'm going to ride with them. These, this may be a horrible relationship I'm in with these teams. But it's my damn relationship, and I ain't going nowhere, all right? <laughs> Straight up, man. Like, so... I, I just want to put that to rest before we end this podcast because that that shit need to be said because I've I've seen a lot of that and that's the that's the thing man that's the thing people come on in and say oh you do 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 if you got a problem then don't come straight up like just being real like who I'm just just being honest who take their time out to say oh man I really hate this person let me go watch his videos and tell him I hate him why bro you ain't got to be here dog. Like, straight up. Like, I love I'm never going to not be a Laker fan. I'm never going to not be a Cowboys fan. But this is Chris's sports corner. This is not Chris's Cowboys corner. This is not Chris's Laker corner. I'm going to cover my team, and I'm going to cover some all, and some other teams. I'm going to do a lot of um, NFL playoff coverage, even though my team is not there this weekend. I'm going to talk about some other, some, some others. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Raptors this weekend. I'm probably going to talk about the Warriors this weekend. I'm going to talk about the Lakers. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. And I don't give a damn who don't like it. Straight up, that part. All right? So, now that I got that off my chest, because it started to bother me when I keep getting these dumbass comments. Bro, if you don't like it, you don't have to be a part of it. Much love to Raptor Nation. Much love to Cowboy Nation. Much love to Laker Nation. Much much love to Warrior Nation and, and, and everybody else. Hell, I, I don't care. Like, this is a sports channel, a sports podcast. But if you think I'm bandwagoning, then, then do some research before you start running your damn mouth. All right? So, anyway, man. I'm gonna let that go, man, and I'm gonna let I'm gonna end that podcast just I'm gonna end this podcast just like that, man. Much love. Thank you guys so much for your support. It's all love on this side. Um, thank you guys for helping this this podcast grow, man. Let's keep, keep let's continue to get bigger, man. It's 2022. Let's keep supporting. Let's keep building this thing. Hey, because hey, let's be real. There's no there's no me without you guys, man. If you guys wouldn't listen and supporting hell, what am I doing? This I couldn't do it. So this all credit goes to you guys, man. So much love. And until next time, man, you know the rule. Go be great, man.